Congratulations! If you're hearing this, then you are now a shareholder in Kakos Industries, a megacorporation that specializes in helping its clients to do evil better. You are now entitled to listen to the shareholder announcements that keep you up to date on all of the advancements made in evil and the bizarre occurrences inside of Kakos Industries itself. Kakos Industries is a deeply entertaining, R-rated, darkly satirical, sex-positive comedy audio drama with elements of horror and over 100 bingeable episodes. You are already one of us. Find out what you've been missing. Find Kakos Industries on any podcasting service or at kakosindustries.com. Hi there! Welcome to our Kakos Industries True Tales of the Illuminati crossover episode. We are almost done with season two, and it is coming to your feeds very soon. But in the meantime, we wanted to do a little collaboration with Kakos Industries because we love their show and we thought it would be super fun to do. So enjoy as these two dark and evil conspiracies meet each other in our crossover episode starting right now. Um, the Illuminati? This is Corinth III, CEO of Kakos Industries. As you can understand, I don't exactly want to be sending you this message. As far as I'm concerned, even lending the slightest bit of credence to your existence undermines the very sanctity of evil and shadowy underhanded doings in general. All the same, I have been informed that there is some arcane and perhaps ancient agreement that Kakos Industries has inherited, or something that means that I have to talk to you. There has been some metaphorical toe-stepping, and it is somehow my responsibility, specifically my responsibility, to get in touch, as it were. I am told there is a matter of a rental property, an office inside of a building called Metagreen Terrace, which has a view of a mutually important landmark of some undisclosed variety. It's really important to our division of pigeon religion. Apparently there was a mix-up regarding renting the 13th floor for nefarious and clandestine purposes, resulting in two 13th floors, but at the same time neither floor is actually the 13th now somehow, which has ruined both of our operations, at least on an emotional level. I have been told by the Division of Pigeon Religion to ask you to vacate the premises immediately in order to save their pre-existing operation and to restore structural integrity to Metagreen Terrace itself. They also requested that you take all of the fucking chickens with you, 
I hope that this message is sufficient to resolve this issue and that no further communication between our endeavors will ever need to occur. Thank you, and I still don't believe you exist for the record. Memo from the Archives of the Illuminati. Admin Pool. Who gave this guy our dead drop? In any case, it's lucky for him that Operation Chicken Little has been cancelled and all existing stock will be turned into stock fluid and liquidated. The floor will be filled in with concrete, which we've been told is definitely, probably, structurally stable. Also, please investigate why we are requesting cassette tapes. This does not conform with any part of our receiving policy. In fact, we have explicitly discouraged them since our failed response to the Walkman in the 90s. Please order an immediate review of any existing agreement between Caicos Industries and the Illuminati regarding any requirement to receive communications on cassette. Hello Illuminati. Corindith again from Caicos Industries. Apparently there's a new thing we have to talk about. Or rather, I have to talk to you about. Please do not reply. I do not want to hear from anyone claiming to be from the Illuminati. That is not something I need in my life right now. I'm up to my eyeballs in conspiracies as it is. And some of those are actually true. Anyway, it seems like there's been another accidental collision of our intentions. This one involves the town of Jisman, Oklahoma. Apparently, our division of automotive collisions has been tinkering with the roadways there in an attempt to discover the most heinous and malicious design for motorways. Their newest invention, the Bounda Route, was doing some great work at increasing motorist stress and frustration, as well as causing a few fender benders. Then, you got involved. Apparently, you were, and I'm quoting here, trying to increase traffic to some weird bumfuck attraction in the middle of goddamn fucking nowhere for some coke-brained scheme to make a small profit off of popcorn or some shit. Suffice it to say, the Division of Automotive Collision isn't pleased about the situation. I'm told that the combination of our efforts has actually made traffic better and traveling easier while making both of our projects utter failures. The Bounder Route has driven everyone to your expressway to the roadside attraction, but none of them are stopping there because of the hurry they are now in due to the Bounder Route and its lingering traffic jams. This has actually improved things in the town of Jisman, Oklahoma, and I am told that we should both feel ashamed about this. The obvious solution is for you to destroy the roadside attraction as well as your roads leading to it. We could build a bounder route somewhere else, I suppose, but you heard the note I was given. The Division of Automotive Collisions is already in a pissy mood and I don't think they'll be able to hear reason for some time. Anyway, you're not real. I'm not sure why I have to keep sending you these messages. Please do not get in touch. Our team of product developers has been head-scratching for weeks as to why people have been rushing past the Museum of Chocolate Fountain History. Unlimited dipping, $39.99, kids dip free. Troubling to learn that another group is wasting our time wasting other people's time with an idea that wastes everyone's time. Additionally, please begin an immediate investigation into our earlier investigation regarding receiving communications on cassette.
There is absolutely no reason this should be happening. Someone had to go out and purchase a tape deck on eBay for these because we didn't have anything in the office. It was ridiculous. There isn't even a good way to expense that. I had to just straight up pay for it out of my pocket. The entire situation is literally unbelievable. Hello Illuminati, Corindith again, Kakos Industries. Anyway, I have to send you another message. Don't you think it's kind of weird how I have to send you audio messages? Like, this obligation, whether it's contractual or whatever else, probably predates recording technology. I don't know, maybe they would have sent a crier or something like that to deliver the message? I'm told the language of this agreement is so old-timey as to no longer plausibly be from old times. I have no idea. All I know is that I have to do this, and I think it's stupid. Anyway, there's been another one of those fun snags where we try to do something and you try to do something and we bump into each other in the middle and there's this moment where we can feel the heat of each other's breath and we're not sure if we're going to murder each other or run away crying. I am told that this has happened enough times to fill out some sort of murderous meat-cutie board. At any rate, this one's about TV. There's a small town called Folkaway, Nebraska. They tell me that Folkaway is the new name because the old name was racist. I don't even want to speculate. Anyway, we've been running a small-scale mind control experiment in the area using local over-the-air television stations. Periodically, we will introduce frequencies designed to make people feel frustrated or ill or angry without really knowing why. We are also simultaneously selling some sort of snake oil panacea in the commercials to provide false hope and make a bit of profit off of making people miserable. I think you know where this is going. You are apparently also trying to introduce subliminal messaging in Folkaway, and the two signals are having unintended consequences. I am told that your signal is attempting to sell people fucking cheeseburgers. My people tell me that you're trying to start a fucking cheeseburger chain to rule the world. They also tell me that they hate this idea, think it's very stupid, but would like to let your chef know that they are doing an incredible job so far. Not many places to eat in Folkaway. Our subliminal messages are high in evil intent while being somewhat capitalistic in nature. Your subliminal messages are less evil, but more money-hungry. We all know that there is a formula for how greedy and malicious you can be at the same time. And we have exceeded that formula by an order of magnitude when added together. One person is reported to have fucking exploded, but most people just taste earwax when they get hit with both subliminals simultaneously. Obviously, you need to stop. Or something. Honestly, I'm thinking that my team in Folkaway has just messed up their subliminal messaging and it's easier to blame things on you than to admit that they screwed the pooch. You're like the boogeyman or something. The boogeyman's boogeyman. Nope, that's giving you far too much credit. What my employees don't seem to understand is that just by saying the word Illuminati, my workday gets half an hour longer with paperwork and making this message. Luckily, we have a lot of new old stock cassette tapes that need disposal. Um, cut it out, okay? Like, stop. Please do not respond. Yeah, the burger one wasn't us. We don't actually know what that was. Go figure.
Finally, with regards to what I am now calling Tapegate. The only plausible theory for the tape thing at this point is that someone is playing a joke. Four investigations, plus one additional secret, double investigation, have turned up absolutely no evidence at all of any tape agreement or tape requirement. It's against policy to include personal comments in the memo, but have I never been so angry and confused in my entire life? What are we even doing here? Is the joke on me? Is there an entire other department making absolute sport of my entire life? I have done absolutely nothing to deserve this in any way. If anything, I should be lauded for incredible levels of restraint and the decisive actions I took in buying a tape player. Someone actually put a label on the tape player that said, Official Office Tape Player, Do Not Remove. How was that even possible? I bought this. It's mine. I started getting into the whole cassette revival thing. I went out and got a lot of jazz compilations, and I was really vibing it, and now people are saying I'm abusing office resources. I was going to make everyone mixtapes for Christmas. Except somehow, the second deck in the player is already broken. Who broke it? Please immediately launch an additional investigation into the destruction of office property. Which is my property. Hey Illuminati, Corindith again, from Kakos Industries, a real thing that does real evil, unlike... Well, anyway. The division of canine evolution here at Kakos Industries has been complaining. Apparently your organization, if I may be so bold as to suggest there is organization involved, has a competing pet store in Mismarp, Alaska. Did I know that we had a pet store in Mismarp, Alaska before just now? No. Did I know that there was a town called Mismarp in Alaska before just now? I'm not sure I do know that for sure at this juncture. At any rate, we made a dog, a real cute one, fuzzy as all hell. One of those weird, dumb little faces, not particularly yippy or yappy, just real cute. Bichon Franglais, we're calling it. Anyway, I'm told that our plans to sell a bunch of this dog to the townspeople for reasons I don't need to share with you has been temporarily thwarted because you have a lot of corgis and you need to move them fast. I don't care why you have these corgis. I, I don't care what you do with these corgis, but your significant discount on said corgis has made us lower our prices on the Bichon Franglais and the cycle continued until we're both basically giving the animals away. Please take your corgi operation somewhere else. We apparently have a great thing going in the supposed town of Mismarp, and we were here first. I think. Even if we weren't, I still need you to take your dogs and fuck off. Please don't reply. A memo just circulated that the stop button on the second cassette deck in the player is sticking and the person in charge of player requisition needs to obtain a repair or replacement using existing budgeted resources. It's been forwarded to me personally five times. That isn't my job. I write memos. And there aren't any budgeted resources I paid for the first one. I can't even describe how angry I am right now. Everyone in this office besides me 
is a complete and utter demon. I hate all of you. And we're still getting tapes. Why? How is it nobody's job to at least ask for him to stop? I see how it is. You ride my ass on this until I just do it. And then once I do, I'm doing it every time forever, like with the player. Well, I'm not doing any of this. Screw the Illuminati and screw whoever's reading this. If anyone is reading this, you think I don't know these go in a drawer? I get asked to write a memo I just wrote like three times a month. It is so insulting. I went to Juilliard. The hell with this. I'm just going to walk outside, get in my car, and drive as fast as I can until the engine blows. I have a Geo. I'll just live in whatever the hell shit town I'm in when it happens and get a new job anywhere but here doing anything but this. I'll do Kinko's commercials. And fuck you in particular, Mike. You know why. If you enjoyed that, and I hope you did, you can hear more of this intercompany saga over on the Kakos Industries feed in episode 130, Illumination. In this episode, Dennis Bruno was the memo, and Conrad Mishuk was the voice of Corin Deeth III, CEO of Kakos Industries. This episode is written by Max Kreisky, Catherine Cargill, Eric Trageser, and Conrad Mishuk in collaboration.